Hey, hey, Reverend JJ, here we are, back at the Lotus Lounge. So, what the hell's going on? Who the hell are we? What the fuck is happening in the world around us? Does anybody have a fucking clue? Because I don't. It's getting pretty (laughs) fucking nuts. And, um, yeah, are you seeing the division and the divide that's being created here. I wasn't going to do a podcast today, um, but I'm not working at the moment. And like, I don't even really know what's going on with my upcoming job uh, because things have changed and I don't even care at the moment because I just know that I will continue to be okay and be taken care of. And I have abundance and will maintain a lucrative lifestyle, I guess, if that's what you want to call it. I don't know. Um, Earlier today, I was like dancing in my kitchen and I'm munching on some, there's Brookside dark chocolate acai and blueberry flavors. And I'm curious to know what flavors means. Uh, It's like you can't eat anything. anymore um and then I grabbed so I don't even know what the ingredients are of this crazy thing um it says 100% juice but you know you never know so let's just look if I can even read it because I still need glasses um cucumbers celery green apple juice um lemon spinach and kale okay so I don't see any like sugars or fructose or corn syrup or citric acid or natural flavors. So this might actually be a lean and green vegetable juice that might actually truly be healthy. So I got my supplements and I accidentally got an extra thing that I didn't Uh, request and thankfully um, Mrs. Mango and company because it was an error on their end sending me a supplement that I did not request. Um, They comped it and uh, it was gifted as a sample. Uh, So I got this maca root, M-A-C-A root and I looked up what that meant and you know what it does to help with and one of the things was hormones so I thought that that would probably be a good thing and I think it also said sleep Um, but I I didn't really look too too much into it Um, but they sent that by accident instead of the alkaline blend Um, so I still ended up getting the alkaline blend so now I'm also taking this maca root Uh, and you know 45 years old and you know things are happening and I am doing quite a bit of cleansing with the leaky gut thing Um, the ginger, the turmeric, all of the mushrooms, uh, all the things that I've listed off, the dandelion, the moringa, um, so many things uh, that I'm working on trying to keep my temple clean. So that's where I'm at today. I feel great, like emotionally and physically in all areas of my life. Um, Had a bit of a... uh, you know, freak out breakdown that I talked about with these ridiculous, um, driving incidents and, um, some of the things that are my deficits, uh, cause I'm not perfect and yeah, I can't drive. Uh, and it's partly to do with being half blind. Um, I didn't ask for that either. And, um, thanks to my mom, that is where I am. 
and uh, it's good because I have two sons that if I need anything, they will make sure, you know, I get it. Um, they drive most of the time and sometimes I do and whatever. So I feel great. And today is, uh, which I did not know until um, I went onto Instagram, but apparently today is Narcissistic Abuse Awareness Day. So that's really the main reason why I decided to come on here and uh, do an episode, because I figured we could talk a little bit about what that all means. Um, Before we get into that, though, I did want to just let you know um, that a liter of adrenochrome sells for $2.2 billion in U.S. dollars, and that's why you see only the most wealthy addicted to it. It takes over a hundred children to produce a liter. They electrocute them repeatedly and then they drain their blood. Adrenochrome sells for $2.2 billion US dollars. So I just wanted to drop that and I know that that's disturbing and I apologize for that. But again, this is where we are. This is what's going on. Uh, not sure if anybody also saw in Canada the um, remains that were found. I think it was 215 children, dead bodies um, in Canada. That was something I think just came out yesterday. And uh, this Trudeau dude, um, I had read that he was um, overseeing the school uh, during some of these years, it was like 1968 to 1970-something. I don't remember what the years were. So, um, yeah, that came out, and that's pretty fucked up. can't imagine that there's probably other remains um, or other bodies. So, when I told you shit's going to start coming out, I meant it. <laughs> um, and then, also, I came across... Uh, something uh, where there is now concrete proof that there were some uh, guilty counts in the court of law that there was a Hollywood sex cult where they owned 11 daycares worldwide and uh, they were found guilty of human sex trafficking. So this is happening in the news. Um, I don't have the uh, link to the specifics, um, but I'm just sharing info that I'm coming across. And I also wanted to make you aware that pedophilia is legal in California. Um, They passed, it it says SB-145. So now a 21-year-old can have sex with an 11-year-old and not be listed on any form of a sex registry or a sex offender. So that's in California. That's what's happening right now in the worlds that we're living in. So I'm going to talk a little bit more, I think, on another episode about the um, energy of the dark programming and the dark paradigm and the shift that's happening towards the new golden earth, um, the new paradigm. And uh, it kind of pisses me off because I had... Uh, the book, The New Paradigm, and I actually had it twice. And uh, Captain Mike gave it to me at one point, 
And then he actually had another copy of it. And after he died, I took it. Uh, his mom said it was okay. I was there when we were getting rid of all of his stuff. Um, I took his Mayan calendar that he had. Uh, I also took, and I, I might have said this before, I don't remember, um, the Mayan calendar. Um, I think I took the coffee pot that I had given to him that was a gift, so I took it back. Like, I mean, whatever, what other sense would it be for him to keep it? I have no, I mean, he's not alive. Um, and then I also uh, took, I think it was um, um, a jacket that was a camouflage jacket that I used to wear when we would go four-wheeling. Um, but my point is, is so there were some things that I uh, gathered after he passed away. And I had that book, The New Paradigm, and I lent it to somebody to read. And then, of course, I never got it back. Um, very interesting book. Um, probably something that people need to go back to uh, look at. I don't even know if it's even available now uh, for purchase. So, you know, some of these things that were available 10, 15, 20 years ago, um, can't have access to. Um, part of the reason why I hold on to many of the books that I've had. But yeah, so the new paradigm, the golden age, uh, the new earth, it's coming. But I wanted to talk a little bit about um, the narcissistic stuff. Um, some of you are aware that I was in a relationship that was... Um, a dynamic of a narcissist and a codependent. I would be the codependent. Um, and of course, being the narcissist that he was, you know, he would point the finger and say that I was the narcissist. Um, that's usually what happens. So um, side effects of things that can happen from narcissistic abuse, and I'm just going to list some of these off. Uh, this is from the empaths underscore survival on Instagram, I came across this. So, uh, long-term narcissistic abuse can literally cause brain damage. It can cause autoimmune disease such as lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, Crohn's disease, alopecia, celiac disease. It can cause digestive problems, gastrointestinal disorders, IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, colitis, abdominal cramps, chronic fatigue, chronic pain, fibromyalgia, sleep disorders, night terrors, insomnia, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, complex post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, disassociation, anxiety symptoms, heart palpitation, chest pain, suicidal ideation, numbness, hyperventilation, depression, headaches, emotional flashbacks, amnesia, loss of appetite or overeating, and life-threatening conditions such as cancer. So that's pretty serious. Some of what happens when you are in the connection with a narcissist, the ways that they will manipulate you. Uh, this is from at understanding the narc. You tell them something that's bothering you and they say, stop, stop it. You bring that up every month. Meanwhile, you may not 
ever have brought it up or it was never resolved. They're making you feel bad for bringing it up. They're shaming you so you never bring it up again rather than making you feel comfortable for bringing it up your feelings they try to shut you down or they say I don't know what else to say in other words I'm not going to spend time talking about this take it or leave it you are not important enough at this point to waste my time they also say I'm done talking about this meanwhile you are lucky you got two minutes of their time again they're shaming you telling you that you're wasting their time. This is part of the conditioning that I had talked about before um, that happens, that a narcissist will condition you to react a certain way. It's like being trained. Again, here we are with Pavlov's Pavlov's dog and conditioning. Uh, Pretty much saying that you're not worth their time. A person who cares about you wants to know what's bothering you. They don't want you to hurt. A person who does not care about you will try to shut the conversation down by making you feel bad for bringing it up. Narcissists do not care what you have done for them. When they don't need you, they are evil sons of bitches. Narcissists will find whatever manipulation they can to shut down the conversation and then blame you for bringing it up. You become the bad guy. How dare you expect anything or anything from them. What a horrible person. You actually want something. How dare you? Narcissists have a way of shaming you just for being human and having needs of your own. It's absolutely disgusting how much they hate giving. They fight that to the death. To say they are takers by nature is an understatement. For whoever needs this, You don't deserve this. This is disgusting behavior and you should never be tolerated. Go find people who care and can appreciate your kindness and friendship. Those people don't deserve it. And that's Maria Consiglio. I follow her on Instagram at understandingthenarc. So other things that also will come about, and this is also from her as well, uh, I I find her information absolutely fascinating. And um, all of these things that I am sharing are things that I have truly experienced myself in my past connections. So things that might happen, you will be feeling confused, exhausted, lost, overwhelmed, out of control, like you're losing your own sanity. Like your health is declining, lonely and alone, isolated, constant brain fog, anxiety, depression, disconnected from reality, feeling broken, like your life is over, inadequate, worthless or not good enough, like you're always walking on eggshells, feelings of hypervigilance and constant fear, loss of self-confidence and self-esteem. Like you don't know who you are anymore. Like you're a shell of the person you used to be. Hopeless, helpless, and completely lost. And these are only a few of the symptoms of what victims report. 
It's really sad that we have to go through something like this because this really truly should be considered a crime. People pay more on a parking ticket than what they pay for in dealing with a narcissist. So there really should be some compensation. Unfortunately, emotional abuse, psychological abuse, um, and as I said to you before, uh, it's not really viewed as a crime. Um, You know, DCF gets involved and abuse reports are made for children uh, when they're being emotionally and abused and psychologically abused. Um, But even then, they're not really like taken away from their parents. Uh, And I'm not encouraging taking kids away from their parents. Uh, Other interventions can be put into place. But I'm just saying, like, those sorts of interventions don't happen for children unless there's actual physical abuse that's occurring. Um, When, in fact, I think emotional, psychological, uh, verbal abuse is even more harmful and hurtful than physical assaults and physical abuse. Just my opinion. So just something else that I pulled um, from Understanding the Narc. Uh, these are just screenshots of things that sometimes I come across because I want to share the information that I'm coming across and um, I want to make sure you know that you guys are knowledgeable and have like ammunition so you can understand some of what's going on. But so she writes, um, they cheat because they want to. They ignore your feelings because they're selfish. They put you down because it makes them feel superior. They abandon you because they only know how to use people. Narcissists do what they do because they can. It wasn't your fault. You didn't cause it and you can't fix it. Don't ever blame yourself. Absolutely none of it had to do with you. These are very broken, disordered individuals who spend their lives hurting beautiful gems and doing everything in their power to break their spirit. They are envious individuals who want nothing more than to make sure others are broken too. And I've said before, you know, we, uh, people treat us the way we allow them to treat us. So this is why it's so important to have, you know, healthy boundaries and things like that. So some of the things in regards to um, issues of codependency, I wanted to kind of touch on as well. Um, I read the book uh, Codependent No More uh, when I was in my 20s, and I recommend it to my clients. There's a newer version of it that the same author came out with. Um, And then another one of my clients talked to me about another book that a therapist recommended to her, and it had to do with like being a victim. Um, I'm not really sure. I'd have to get that book, uh, the name of it. Um, But there are some things out there that you can, you know, read to gain the knowledge also. Um, But so codependency is the chronic neglect of self in order to gain approval, love, validation, or self-identity through another person. 
the result is that they believe that they're responsible for the emotions of others. There's a lack of an authentic self. So the self only exists through the responses of another person. So as I've talked about before, external validation, seeking outside of yourself to fill in the void of who you are. Uh, And there's a chronic fear of how people will respond to you, often labeled as social anxiety disorder. So we have this anxiety, right, Um, about how others are going to perceive you. Uh, We don't stand up for ourselves because we're afraid they're not going to want to be our friend or we're afraid they're not going to like us or afraid they're going to get mad at us. Um, And I've said, standing up for yourself means you love yourself. Asserting yourself means you love yourself. We learn codependency patterns through our family dynamics where there was enmeshment. Enmeshment is a term to describe the relationship where there is a lack of boundaries and the emotions of one family member is felt by all family members in the repeated cycle. So to help you understand what that means, if one person, say mom's having a bad day, everybody in the house has a bad day. Dad is in a great mood, that means everybody's permitted to be in a good mood. You're fused together as one. The family unit is one. Nobody's allowed to have their own identity, their own feelings, their own thoughts, their own opinions, okay? It all is determined by the one um, individual in charge, usually the narcissist, who's conditioned everybody to react and respond a certain way. So signs of codependency, uh, low self-worth, low self-image, people-pleasing, an inability to say no, a lack of boundaries, childlike fantasies that someone can save or fix you or fix your life chronic caretaking as distraction patterns of putting everyone before themselves so this is where you are sacrificing yourself for the sake of others where you are um overextending yourself to take care of others, even animals, to the point that it takes away your own from your own life and your own identity. Uh, emotional addiction, addicted relationships where there's a roller coaster cycle of repeated emotional experiences. So you know being on that roller coaster of emotion in a unhealthy dynamic an inability to understand and clearly communicate your thoughts, feelings, and emotions. Chronic fear of upsetting someone, the feeling of walking on eggshells around people. High emotional reactivity to life situations. So overreacting, uh, everything's a crisis. Controlling the behaviors of others to feel okay. And obsessive thinking about what other people are thinking of you. The most important relationship that we need to have is the relationship with yourself. You have to learn to marry yourself. That's why I talk about going inward. It's not about seeking outside of yourself. Everything is already within you. 
The path to healing is to relearn and reconnect with ourselves. Before we were conditioned to believe that others created our sense of self. So we want to heal. And what do we need to do to do that? To be able to heal from codependency. These are things that I discuss with my clients. You've got to put this stuff into practice though. You know, and you know, stupid cliches, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. I can open the door, but you have to walk through, blah, blah, blah. Okay, you have to do the work. I can guide you, but it's your life. I was interrupted by a phone call. I forgot to put my phone on Do Not Disturb, and I do the recordings on my phone, uh, so I apologize. Um, So getting back to what this means and what this looks like as a codependent narc relationship or any relationship that you're involved in that is dysfunctional and not healthy, um, you may be dealing with a narcissist um, or you may be codependent. So healing from codependency, things that we have to learn, right? Setting boundaries with yourself and others. Making sure you're learning to spend time alone. Being okay by yourself. Uh, Spend time doing some things just for you. Creating, dancing, exploring. Like what did I say earlier? I was dancing in my kitchen. Um, Spend time in inner reflection. Journaling, meditating, breathing. Learn what your needs are. Looking in, asking your inner child what they need and practice meeting those needs. I said to one of my clients, I said, you want everybody to be your parent, but you have to learn how to parent yourself. And I discussed this before that when we have parents that have trauma, They haven't dealt with it themselves, so they too may potentially traumatize their kids inadvertently. I've said 50% is conscious, 50% is unconscious. We have our subconscious programming. So um, if you are in the current situation where you're in a relationship um, that's not healthy, Uh, I just wanted to touch on the disassociation uh, and what that exactly can all entail as well. But so if you're disassociated, physically there, but you're spaced out. um, So some of those feelings that might be revolving around that um, is feeling anxious, scattered, not focused, on autopilot, ungrounded, disconnected, feeling numb or highly reactive, unable to think clearly and process information. So these are things that happen when you are in a narcissistic type of relationship. So keep in mind that when you are interacting with individuals, that your response to somebody is your agreement to engage. So before you respond to someone, remember 
your response is your agreement to establish an energy connection with that person, which may change your energy field and your vibrational frequency. When we're bringing individuals into our world, there might be some occasions where we're bringing in people that are wounded. So situations when we may have unhealed wounds or are still functioning within our subconscious mind. We may have faulty beliefs that we are not worthy or not good enough or deserving of better. We may struggle to set and maintain healthy boundaries. We have codependent patterning. There is a deep fear or a deep fear connection of intimacy, a fear of rejection or abandonment. We may prioritize others' needs before your own. We are people-pleasing or we are trying to fix and caretake. We may minimize or make excuses for abusive, abusive, oh my God, what the hell is going on with my vocabulary? We may minimize or make excuses for abusive or disrespectful behavior. And we may avoid going inward and doing the deep inner work. So remember that the universe responds to your frequency. It doesn't recognize your personal desires, wants, or needs. It only understands the frequency in which you are vibrating at. So for example, If you're vibrating in the frequency of fear, guilt, or shame, you may attract similar things of that vibration into your world. If you are vibrating at love, joy, and abundance, you are going to attract things that support that frequency. It's like tuning in to a radio station. You have to be tuned into the music that you want to listen. Just like you have to be tuned into the energy you want to manifest into your life. Change your mindset. Master the mind. And that will change your life. body doesn't know the difference between an experience or a thought. You can literally change your biology, the neurocircuitry, circuitry, the neurocircuitry, the neurobiology, the way your synapses in your mind are firing. Okay? You can literally change your biology, neurocircuitry, chemistry, 
hormones, and genes by simply having an inner event. And this is why people talk about guided meditation and using your imagination and things like that when you're trying to kind of, you know, tap in and connect. So not everybody knows about the uneasy feelings that happen when you're healing. So if you are feeling an intense need to be alone and feel disconnect or or a sense of disconnect, that's part of the uneasy feelings that is the process of healing. So feeling lost or having no direction, questioning life's purpose, feeling as though you are reliving your childhood struggles, sensitive to your own energy and those around you, feeling more uncomfortable around negative people, downsizing your friend group, random influxes of irrational anger or sadness, a desire to avoid small talk or gossip, unpredictable and scattered sleeping patterns, and intense desire to speak up for yourself. So part of the healing process. If you are in a healthy connection, an interdependent relationship that will look like something that is safe, a secure attachment between two people that are allowed to be vulnerable. There's an ability to freely express and communicate and exist without criticism or judgment. There are clear boundaries that are flexible. An ability to see and hear another and an ability to be seen and heard with another. Able to hold space for the other person's emotions while also processing your own. An ability to understand reality is subjective experience. Time for being alone as well as your own personal interests. Genuine mutual appreciation and admiration. A relationship that provides a safe space for mutual evolution. So the objective would be to grow and evolve with that person. So healers aren't perfect. They are far from it. Healers are people who have stared into the face of pain and suffering and found themselves staring right back. They create themselves through all of their adversity and in the process inspire others to do the same. Healers do not have to heal others. They heal themselves and then inspire others to do the exact same. So this is what we're doing. We are healing. There has been trauma. We know that there's been trauma 
with this um, psychological operation, I'm going to call it. So, I will leave you with this. I now reject any and all vows that I accepted in order to experience for myself the illusion of unconsciousness and separation from source. As light bearers of my genetic lineage, I break these vows for myself and for my ancestors. I declare these vows null and void in this incarnation in all of our incarnations across time and space, parallel realities, alternate realities, alternate universes, all planetary systems, all source systems, and all dimensions. I ask for the release of all crystal devices, implants, negative thought forms, limiting emotions, Veils, dark cellular memory, misguided pictures of reality, genetic limitations, and the illusion of death. I break and release these limiting vows and blockages now. I am free. I am divine. I reclaim my natural power and co-create my reality with source so motivated. You can find me on my website, jjlotustherapy.com and I am on Twitter at Senchik, Instagram Rev JJ Lotus. I would love to have some new clients if uh, you reside in the state of Florida. Uh, you can reach out to me and you can contact me through my website. Uh, there's multiple means to be able to do that. And um, maybe I can assist you in your own healing process. So I have a program I have designed. And it's focused on resolving trauma and coping with stress and anxiety. So uh, it's four, three, two, one four therapy sessions, three meditations, sorry, four therapy sessions, three yoga, private yoga classes, two meditations, and a Reiki session. Um, You can also connect with me and do some yoga on Zoom. And uh, I'm here to be of assistance. I've got quite a bit of free time on my hands. And... uh, somebody out there feels a calling to want to work with me I'm here and I'm available Reverend JJ Namaste